kick up a fuss about these absurdity of the culture wars and so on, but we can't let this country fall into absurdity. We really, I think that's our show title. Y'all <laughs> use your Z's like. Absurdity. Am I, am I too generous? Absurd. But it was so absurd, the absurdity, abs- absurdity of it the all. Absurdity. Absurd. absurd. Sir. Absurd, zerd. Like Aaron Burr, sir. <laughs> the absurdity. Welcome to episode 242 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. On today's episode, the Reverend Ogan Holder, Shannon Weston, and yours truly, Reverend Brian Burkoff will address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. And whether you are a longtime listener or you are new to the show, did you know that you can get even more content by becoming a patron? Visit patreon.com slash ptlife for some additional content pre and post show banter. Like today, we had the surprise, the surprise gifts of live interview with Shannon's eldest daughter, her 15-year-old daughter, uh, Maggie, and we got some fascinating insight about her true thoughts about Shannon, uh, Shannon leaving the church. Um, so, so tune into that. And if you do, uh, we'll we'll send you a pint glass if you become a patron, uh, your very own Pub Theology pint glass. So, start at seven bucks a month, you can make all that happen. So, visit Patreon.com/ptlive. And as always, thank you to our current patrons. We'll be discussing pets, Powerball, total depravity. I think those two go together. And being who God created you to be. Uh So we're going to need a drink to talk about these or possibly not. But I think the three of us would like a drink to talk about these three. So, Brian, what are you drinking today? Well, the weather has changed. And uh, let's just say last Thursday, it was 75 degrees and sunny. And by Saturday, we had like two and a half inches of snow, and the snow has not left. So I am drinking a Meguiar's Drought Stout. It's stout weather, and uh, time for a good heavy beer, so I'm going to enjoy. All right. Ogan, you are in a new location. Yes, um, it is It is 82, and it will stay 82 all day because <laughs> I am in Barbados. I shock a McNeil all the way from Barbados. I have revisited the country of my birth. I will be riding out the winter. I'm so excited. Wow. I can't, You're I hurting can't me right now. <laughs> Listen, I was in uh I was in North Carolina yesterday. No, yeah, yesterday when I left uh early in the morning. It was 31 degrees. And I was like, I timed this perfectly. And I will be enjoying, uh, when I come, my usual uh, Barbadian delight, uh, Banks beer, a nice award-winning Caribbean lager. Nice. That's what I got. Well done. Very nice. Well, I picked out a great beer um, to 
bring to the show. And then uh, my parents visited and drank it all. So um, I have, <laughs> I know, right? Parents I are actually, so hard to raise. I have this beer from Raleigh, North Carolina, actually, mm. um, that I got um, that I've, that's been in our fridge. It is a um, no violence in like, I'm a nonviolent person, but this one is called Shotgun Betty. Oh, um, love me which, some shotgun Betty. Yes. Which is a Hefeweizen by yes. uh, Lone Rider. Um, so I, I will read the description on the beer because I love a beer description. Part vixen, part vigilante, shotgun Benny, Betty uses her sharpshooting skills to target those that show a weakness for weak beer with a body that won't quit. This German style Hefeweizen features a rich banana clove nose and refreshing dry finish. Much like myself. There you go. Sounds fantastic. Although my finish usually isn't dry. Oh, uh, that's what she never mind. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> I think Brian's not going to recover from that one for a minute. I feel like a little post-show banter just showed up in the actual show. <laughs> On to today's topics. Wow. All right. Well. I'm, I'm a little punchy today. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So, if you had the option, would you rather be a beloved family pet, such as a dog or cat, or a wild animal, like a wolf. Would I be hungry like a wolf in this process? <laughs> See, I was going there too. I was like, hmm, he is do, today. do I, do I, do I, do I want a situation where I am captive but don't have to worry about food? Or well, yeah. So that's the question, right? No, I, they, like I legitimately was like, I, yes, but do I there's be a reason why that's a right. saying. Do I want to be free? In the domestic setting, you have security, you have love, you're cared for, right? But you don't have the adventure, the freedom, the thrill of the hunt. I mean, like, well, you my know, cat does. Your cat does. You don't have one. You, you got have a, you got an outside ways. cat. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, those 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 folks who are incarcerated, they get three meals a day too. So that's that's the the, the whole being able to not have to worry about your food. Kind of really isn't. The, I mean, it's not the thing we 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 maybe think it is. I was gonna but say it, it implies that like it's not bred in these animals to know how to get food. Like it's just, and my dog doesn't particularly like its food anyway, and I you don't care. <laughs> so like, I no, my gut instinct is to be like wild animal is like to okay. I want to be like the horses on acetique, right? Like I was gonna I say, be, yeah. What's the animal? Like, that's like a good wild one. horse. I want to be a wild horse. Definitely. No question. Well, if I'm going to pick an animal, I, I'm going to be an animal that can fly. I mean, you know, mm. ah, and pre preferably, preferably a predatory bird, not a, not oh, a I, bird that is usually prey. I thought you were going to say you want to be the dog from Never Ending Story. And then you can fly. And... <laughs> is it a dog? I have this argument all the time. What is it? I don't know. Is it a dragon? Like, is it part dog? It's like part a dog dragon? dragon hybrid. It is like a dog dragon. It's an ethnically unambiguous animal. <laughs> Genetically ambiguous? Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what I meant. So a, bir a bird, though. I like that, right? If you're going to be something mm -hmm. totally different creature, yeah. why not Like fly? a hawk or something. You're, exactly. You're, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I get that. 
Yeah, there are some Brian, hawks, like a peregrine oh, okay. or maybe falcons, like a peregrine falcon, I think in a dive can go like 200 miles an yeah. hour. I mean, That's and insane. I'm and I'm a nighttime guy. I'd even settle for being an owl. You know, I was I was a predatory creature. Mm-hmm. Sure. Nighttime creature. Yeah. And they're super so cute. Familiar. Let's be honest. Fucking cute. Especially little baby ones. Seriously? Oh right? And oh I can God. picture an owl being named Ogan. There you go. <gasps> Ogan the owl. Yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Got the letter O going. Or now I know this isn't like a mammal, but um, like a, I would want to be a water creature. Like a, I don't know that I'd want to be a dolphin. Like dolphins are assholes. But like, you know, I'd want to be like. So I'm, I want to live in the water. I'd be okay. Do with you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to live in the water. Are, absolutely. Are dolphins assholes or is just that they so, smart? <laughs> we have this argument in our house about yeah. that. Like someday there's going to be a war between octopi and our octopuses. I don't know what the plural is there. And, and dolphins because, because they're like the two smartest sea creatures. And mm-hmm. this has been an ongoing joke. And like, sometimes you'll be able to like, anyway, but there are articles written by people that say that dolphins are assholes. Oh, I want to be a sea turtle, but I don't want to be endangered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess I don't get that choice, do I? <laughs> probably, probably not right now, no. <laughs> I think um, I'd want to do a little research and see which animal has the longest lifespan. <laughs> I think that you learned everything about our three personalities by this question. <laughs> beyond, 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 beyond out, beyond out. I think there's some, if we're going to go see animals with long lifespan, there's some sharks that are hundreds of years. Yeah. See, and like, okay. I'm totally fine. I'd totally be a shark. Like I'm good with it. I just want to yeah. be in the water and chill out. Yeah. There you go. I want to be a walrus. Fish are friends, not food. Fish if I friends. had to be a domestic animal i'd probably choose cat over dog because i just so like you cats. could be an asshole and like people yeah. will love you anyway yes well i don't know about the love you anyway part but cats are awesome that's why i'd want to be a cat oh see uh, i could be i could totally lean into the part of me that could be the dog of like i'm just so happy you're here like i could totally lean into that <laughs> that's there you you know no, but really. I don't know that I could deal with the constant rejection of like, okay, yeah, I'd you, be the cat. Should... Like, are you here or why are you still here? Yeah. 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 I have, I have both sides, there but you. like really just nap all day. Yes, please. I'll take that. Yes. Correct. Correct. Yeah. All right. So recently the Powerball reached absurd heights. Uh, I think nearly $2 billion. And did either of you try to get in on that action? Uh, Absolutely not. Absolutely. Um, I, I did. And here's the, here's the thing. I know all the bad things about the lottery system. It is, it's like, it's like predatory. It is like, it is, it is not good for, it, for, for those, especially uh, lower income folk. It is, it lottery's a mess, takes advantage. Of, it is, I know all these things and, and I yet. know I generally shouldn't support it. And yet, and yet, <laughs> and yet. And yeah. you have way more chance of winning the lottery when it's like at a million dollars than you are when it's at a jackpot like this. I know. Yes, this is this is true. This is absolutely absolutely true. So you went in. Uh, how many? Like, did you go in? At, I so we bought tickets. Also, Brian wants what? to see your receipts. We bought tickets <laughs> twice at one point two, 
and 1.5 billion. And then when it got to 1.9 or whatever it was, I'm like, mm-hmm. I just wasted money. I'm not wasting any more money on this. I think I did. I think I, I went, I also did twice, but like at the last, the last two, whatever the last two were. Um, yeah. One and know, a half and one, one and a half. And then, and then the, and then the one, 1.9. And it was funny. So the, the, my, my friend that was, I was staying with at the time, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm heading out and usually I'll buy lottery tickets if I go to buy gas and like the, the window to, you know, pay for your gas is like, like right there. And yeah. I'm not, and I'm not using a credit card, right? Like so if I'm paying for, for gas deal. with cash, right? Exactly. You know, do that. Maybe so some Virginia and, Slims while you're at it. Get, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Menthol. <laughs> obscure cigarette reference right there. Um, the uh, So I'm going out. So I say to his wife, hey, I'm going out. Uh, are you, are you, you want me to pick you up some lottery tickets? And she goes, I don't usually play the lottery what's it at i said it's at one and a half billion she's like oh i had no idea and she pulls out a 20 i was like oh well i didn't plan to spend that much but if this is going to end up being like a we're easy math 50 50 split i guess i gotta throw in a 22 so i i throw in a i throw in a 20 as well go buy the tickets guy puts them on on two sheets with 10 each and and like at some point i lose track of which money goes to which thing so i get to the house and i say to and i hold up the two ticket you know tour and i said all right here's the deal you pick one yeah and if either of us win we're we're splitting this 50 50 because i don't know if that's my 20 or your 20 that bought that sheet because it got all confused she says okay that sounds fair and you you know you went out and got them so that's okay so she takes it and she says to me do you are you generally a lucky person and i said (laughs) If I was lucky, I would not have been living in y'all's guest room for the last six months. Right. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm the one to be buying these tickets right now. Oh, but man. yep, we did not match a single number. And then you number. win. No, just kidding. Did not match a <laughs> single number. I think the best I've done is matching three numbers uh, uh, one time. Like this out of like five, years right? And years ago. Uh, five plus the Powerball. So the Powerball five is numbers plus the Powerball number. Right. So. so yeah. So I um, do not even at two billion or even whatever. Um, my I grew up in a household where like tickets were religiously bought. Right, every Wednesday, every Saturday. Um, I mean, I cannot imagine how much money went down the drain. Oh, trying yes. to get, yes. uh, you know, like I mean, I still believe that my mother plays. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't talk to her. But like, I, my guess is, is that she still plays at least twice a week and that she is still convinced that this is my guess, that she is still convinced that her life will, like all of her problems will be solved the moment she can win the lottery. And so like, it wasn't one of those households where like, we weren't fed, but there were always lottery tickets, but there was still that aspect of it of like there was no toilet paper but you had old lottery tickets to use but there was just there was just that aspect of like someday when we win the lottery but it was a real statement it wasn't actually yeah, that was like, part of the that was part of the financial plan yeah and so i mean really like so for me it's actually wrapped up in the their 
theology of prosperity gospel and everything else, oh, right? Yeah. Like that that's part of the way they did it was like, if we are just faithful enough, we will win the Powerball, right? Like we will, and they watched it, right? Every Wednesday, every Saturday, like they watched it yeah. with their tickets. And like, it was, so I, I can't, I just like, it's right. It's one of those, I'm like, I can't, I have oh, no problem, Ogan, or like, do whatever you want. Like, I don't, I sure. just, I can't do it. I can't. So, yeah, I think to, this was the, oh, go ahead. Go ahead no, no, you go. Well, I was gonna say, this, I think this was the second time in 20 years of marriage that Chris and I have bought lottery tickets it was just like we saw the huge number we're like okay and then i was like wait how do i even buy lottery tickets yeah so and this was like like you said had to have cash i'm like i don't know (laughs) this was on the way home from church so i'm still wearing my collar (laughs) nice line at the grocery like i'll tie that i promise (laughs) i'm in line behind some guy he's buying powerball he does he just gives her 20 in cash and says does 20 and gets his numbers and walks off. And I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'll do 20. Like, I don't even know. How does this work? How much is the ticket? I don't even know. Work? I said, just give me $20. <laughs> and then I'm like, can I use a card? I don't have any cash. She's like, of course. The gambling preacher. Wait, they let you buy him with a card? Yeah, I, I was going to say, some states don't let. So Kentucky yeah, won't state. let you buy it with a In card. Michigan, I bought it with a card. I usually don't because carry cash. Was it a like, debit card? If it's a debit card, yes. But a no, it was card? a credit card. Wow. Oh. So See, would Citibank yeah, wanted to claim dangerous. part of my winnings? Seriously, maybe that's why. Like you know, some some states won't let you do that because then they don't want people getting into debt over. Uh, well, it's, right. it's like Lottery prohibition, debt. right? Like it's it's, right. The, it's the you're not you should go into. Yeah, people wouldn't know when to say when. Exactly, exactly. Ah. So, so the states that I've been in, it's cash or or or, or debit card. And to show you, to show you how, you know, you, you just said, Shannon, about your, your family watching live with tickets in hand, like, it'll be like two, three days later. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. shit, I bought oh, tickets. What was the <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> totally, totally forgot. Totally forgot. Like, we are looking for a man that bought exactly. tickets at, <laughs> exactly. you're like, that was my gas station. <laughs> so, Ogan, so, I had one number right out of 10 attempts. No, my God. Look at you. So it's $2, it's $2, right? $2. Oh, it's $2 yeah, a ticket. As it turns out, ticket. that bought me 10 tickets. Yeah. There, there yeah. you go. Mega that Millions, right. Mega Millions used to be $1, I think. And then they went up to two as well. So yeah, I, I well, and that's what, um, like course betting is $2. Like that yeah. I'll do. Like if we, like, you know, I'll like, it's not, I'm not like anti-gambling. I just don't play the lottery. The most, the most fun, the, the fun thing we saw uh, somewhere the other day was, uh, you know, it's a the the picture is a somebody with a kind of like a shocked look on their face, and the caption is, "When you realize the prosperity gospel promised you everything, Satan promised Jesus in the desert." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw I was that like, one. <laughs> like, oh, hadn't thought about that before. That's but real. That's, so, that's, that's so true. Super fantastic. real. That's fantastic. <sighs> well, think. Uh, speaking of uh, questionable theology, uh, let's discuss this view from Jacob J- J- Jacob Brunton, co-founder. <laughs> Of the new Christian intellectual, I have questions already. Yep. (laughs) He says, total depravity does not mean that the unregenerate are incapable of good in any sense. They can still work hard, rescue the innocent, and be generally heroic. It means that they are incapable of goods which rise to the level of being pleasing to God because they still hate him. Jesus. 
Where do you find these quotes, man? I know, Jesus. right? Somebody no, sends him those. No lie. <laughs> a friend of mine posted this to social yes. media. Who, That's, who yep. loves total depravity as a theology? No. Oh, my God. No. I, yeah, I, I can't even. I don't even know where to go with this. I mean, what? No. I, I mean, I, so, so because they still hate. Listen to this, though. Like, so no, I love the that, I love the generally heroic part. That that like me laugh be so loud. Gen- you know that meme of uh, John Travolta that can be generally <laughs> heroic. You know, like, but, I mean, I listen mean, to what this is saying. It says they are incapable of pleasing God, but they can work hard, rescue the innocent, and be heroic. It means God does not, God is not pleased by rescuing the innocent yeah. or those are, those are work. not those are not or, high level good. That's not a that's like that's okay. like base level good is what they're saying, right? No, <laughs> so there uh, so there is scripture basis for this. Of course there is, right? right. So for those who do not love God, right? For all of like. All of those tags for those who do not, all these things will come, but there is this evil for those who do not love God, which is basically what this person has just done. Um, Like I resist to call him a man, but nonetheless, like (laughs) this person has just kind of said, like he has, he has set up a scriptural model. I don't, I still don't just, I still don't agree. And I still don't think that even those scriptural models are right. I'm just saying. Correct. There's, it's not like it's a misreading so of a few scriptures about like you exactly know, we, like we can't do good works without faith and we can only have faith when God works in us. So if we don't have faith, any works we do, even if they appear good, are actually evil and they're going to damn us on the day of judgment. Because look, you thought you were doing good, but guess what? Ha <laughs> ha! Jokes on you. Aren't, you still hate God. And aren't these qualifiers like all the check marks for the Good Samaritan? <laughs> In the story, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, the yeah. irony is the Good Samaritan went to hell in this, you know, in this theology. In this scenario, the Good Samaritan this went to scenario, hell. scenario, he did. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. I was like, wait, what? Not in the actual story. <laughs> exactly. So so that's where I went with this. I'm like, you, dude, you just described the Good Samaritan, and right. you're saying that that didn't rise to the level of So this, God, and I know or... we talk about this all the time, right? But, like, this is one of those areas where, like, there is there is um justification for comments like this this in scripture but this is not scriptural to me right this is not right. faithful to me no and, but he, and but, i and those right. are two different things yes but and but what he's doing he thinks he's being faithful and he's relying on a, a long tradition of christian doctrines most notably coming out of the reformation john calvin yep. etc at which this is part of the core of the theology is that humanity is is fallen and therefore can do no good on their own without the intervention of god vis-a-vis the holy spirit and the work of jesus on the cross so he but it thinks also re- this, this is accurate it, it it also reminds me when i was growing up in a more like evangelical setting and was told it didn't matter how good a person you were if you didn't like you know accept Jesus as your savior none of that mattered if you didn't right. you yeah. know yeah, dis- yeah, yeah. display these holy works or or you were able to speak in tongues and all that then they're all crap. done if you in didn't do vain. any of that yeah yeah none of, it, it didn't matter how good a person you were um that n- none of that mattered which which accounted for a whole lot of christian assholes that i knew well, 
And, and, you know, even as a child, this is why, like, even as a small child, Southern Baptist Church and I didn't go together, but like we were oil and water from the beginning. But even as a small child, I would sit there and go, yeah, but that person got fed and they were hungry. So your work is not in vain because they ate when there was no food, right? Like there, I mean, it, I, I was like nine, but I could, I could even at that point, take it down to the simplest level of this and go, and how is that bad? Right? Like there's nothing bad in that, which, you know, later I could read James and figure that out, but nonetheless, you know, and even right. Like it's, yeah. So you early on sort of tuned into, you know, you had this inner almost knowing of that. This is somehow there's something wrong here. Well, and that being said, like, I, I, um, <laughs> I have an over distorted view of the sinfulness of humanity versus God's goodness. Right. Like I, and I say that, like, I'm okay with that distortion, but like, I struggle. I don't have a problem if like, Brian, if you were to come out and said, God did this to me and blah, 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 blah. Like that's where you are. That's what you're thinking. That's going on. I, um, don't really allow myself to do that. I don't really allow myself. I allow myself to get mad at God. I, but I don't really go to that place where I'm cursing God in that, that, that somehow God has done this to me. Right. Um, I err on the side of humanity's sinfulness. So even like go down to the horrible things, right. That babies that get cancer, like, that is still somehow our sin. Like we, we live in a world where we, it's not like our sin, like, you know, hurricanes come because of gay people or not like that, but like we have polluted our waters and over time, yeah, we make bad choices, our bodies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We make bad choices. Like, but personally, like I err on that side and this is really complicated and hard to talk about, but sometimes it might be better for me personally to be like, you know, you, you did this, like you, you know, this is just hard. This is just awful. So yeah. where do you fall on the whole um, doctrine of, of the fall or original sin or, or you know, because you, you can believe all humans are sinful without going as far as this person does with saying total depravity and, you know, yeah, no. everything total depravity goes is, too far. is rooted in sin and, you know, but there's probably a middle ground, right, where you say, well, there's definitely a, a a core flaw in humanity that makes us do unkind things. There is a capacity for good, right? We, we are born, but here's what I don't believe. I don't necessarily believe that we are born pure and then we lose somehow lose our purity over time. Right. And, and, and yet having raised children, that's certainly what it seems, <laughs> right? Like they are perfect <laughs> and wonderful. And then they become little assholes and you know, whatever. And, <laughs> but like, I think that I think that this is part of the difficulty of creation of of mortality. Let me rephrase that of mortality. Um, so I'm a like we are having this argument in my house right now because I'm packing up my books. Like right, like Paul Tillich's my favorite theologian. Mm. So I'm all about <laughs> there being that our great sin is that we are disconnected from God. Right, that we are not fully like that's our great sin and that like we that. are if we are fully connected with god then we it's not that we won't sin but we will we will you know it we will not be trying to fulfill 
what God gives us in other relationships or in other ways, or we will not be trying to fill a cup that is, you know, it's hard to fill a cup that's already full kind of deal. Yeah. And we're not acting out of our best selves if, if we're not. Yeah. So we're differentiated, differentiated leaders as part of how I've gotten there. Right. We're when I, when I am understand who I am in God's presence. So how, so, so how do you view this, this theology of the fall, you know, like what do like, I just don't deal with it. I'm trying to pin you down and I, you're, you're like going around it. <laughs> no, I just like, I literally don't deal with it. I don't talk about it. I don't mess with it. I don't, if I, if I, it's a if I, story. If I don't talk about it, it's not real. <laughs> I mean, so you're right. It, it's a story. Like I agree. Like, so like, it's I don't think there was a historic Adam and Eve. I don't think there was a piece of fruit that caused all humanity to, to no. be crappy, yeah. but uh, we all live in a world. An apple. <laughs> right, but we all live in a world where, yes, people, God. where or people do bad things. If you want to be right. more yeah. accurate, um, I think. But I think. I think. But I think those are all stories to describe that disconnectedness, right? That that's mm-hmm. all they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the, exactly. the Adam and Eve being expelled from the garden, or choosing choosing to eat the fruit. Uh, you know, no, Noah. The whole Noah and the Ark story is about that. The whole you know, punishment of, of, of Sodom and Gomorrah. I, I mean, every, every story speaks of is a metaphor. Uh, each of those stories metaphors for when there's disconnectedness from God, our lives are going to become hell. <laughs> like that, uh, that, that's all it is. So, so um, what was that? Uh, the, that uh, thing that John Crossan quote, I, I, Posted recently. Yeah, yes. I saw you posted. Yes, it's you not know. that they. It's not that they were so dumb as to write literal stories, and we're smart enough to take them symbolically. It's that they wrote them symbolically, and we are dumb enough to take them literally. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I I agree. Well, I was going to say there's still. I mean, he would agree that if we're disconnected from God, then we can't do any good. Like that's what he's saying, isn't it? This no, quote? no, I disagree with that. Um. So. And we've talked about this here before too, but like, cause we talked about everything. So we're what 3000 shows in, but yeah, like, exactly. um, <laughs> <laughs> better late than never, <laughs> but I really enjoy the scripture and like play, like, like, I like thinking and it brings me comfort of like, God works all things towards good. Right. So even if something of mine, even if I hurt someone, even if I had the best of intentions that somehow God will work those things towards good. Now, whether or not that happens, whether or not we let that happen, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So no, I don't think this is a disconnection from God in that way. I, I still disagree with him. And, where sorry, where I do, well, and this has been written about extensively, but I noticed when I had kids, I noticed um, that there is a correlation to children as toddlers when they learn the word mine and that people have written the correlation between that and the original sin story that when we as as begin to see ourselves as autonomous Mm. that that is actually when we be like that's actually when we start quote-unquote sinning right that's when we start seeing ourselves as separate, when we're not seeing ourselves as part of a community anymore. Part of the whole. Part of the whole. Mm. Um, and I found that very powerful. And I found that very powerful in raising my children and reflecting on my own life. You know, if I, if, but this is mine, right? That entitlement and that, 
um, like I, that I have a right to it because usually that implies over and above you. And that, 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 and then if you look at the original sin story in that way, like that is powerful and that is beautiful. And we should talk about that more, you know? I do think the question about intentions is an interesting one. Like I was trying to be helpful today and I thought, oh, Christy's out. I'm going to do some dishes. She's going to come back and be glad that that was done. And then I, and then I bumped something and broke a dish. Well, so I tried to do, I was in the intention of doing something good and then I broke something and I just felt like, okay, you know, is there a good that God will work through that? That I'm sorry, Brian, that's just too small. <laughs> I know exactly. Yes. It's too small. Right. It's just, but it's just one of those things where it's like, I hate accidents. I hate when things happen that didn't have to happen. And so those things bother me. Um, yeah, I, we can tell. Um, <laughs> you you don't have any you don't have any control issues at all. Um, the 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 bad, but the bad theology here is the idea that we could be disconnected from God in the first place. That's that, there's a full disconnection, right? Like there's yeah, a, yeah. right that that's that's the, yeah. that's the bad theology, right? So so I and the, I, I and the I, sorting right. Yeah. That like yeah. God chooses some and not other like that bullshit. Right. 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 You know, if you know, my my view is, you know, everything is in God and God is in everything. We're 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 one of there there is there is there is no ability to be disconnected from God. And I think a lot of people use the word disconnected as a as as the euphemism understanding for we are not going to elevate God above all else, that we're not going to make God the central focus of our every thought and action. That does not imply for me a disconnection from God because disconnection from God is impossible in the first place. Okay. But you would then say, you would frame it as um, not living out of full awareness of the connection that already is. Yeah, but uh, yes. And, and, um, but, but because of that, yeah. And, and, and God is, God is not, God is not an entity to be pleased or can be pleased to, well, to, to and begin that, with. So that's the other bad theology. Well, that, that's, a in view, here. that's a differing view. Um, certainly. It, it, and an important it, one. It, it, it is, it, it is because, because if, because, you know, to Shannon's point about entitlement, if your theology is such that it centers around pleasing God and being approved by God, right. then then that's a sense of I am earning an entitlement to say I am one of the chosen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it right. all goes downhill after that. And, and there is this sort of like obeisance or like god needs our worship or i, I don't know that that's always yeah. like yeah, I, yeah yeah that it's always made me feel a little like it feels a little cringy to me yeah what do you get for some what do you get for someone who has everything already <laughs> right i mean how can i please you how right? can i you know yeah, god, it's god, like god right. needs our worship really what was god running on before before he made us well, like, God was running low on self-esteem. I mean, come on. Got to create. Well, God's that's the sake. only reason why you procreate is because you're really just low on self-esteem. Let's oh be honest. Gosh. 
Hey, by the way, we hit eight oh. billion this week. Did you hear? Eight billion people. I saw. <laughs> what is the that hell really? is happening? Yes. Uh, now they did say they did say much of that is attributed to improvements in healthcare. Yes. Um, and people, you know, living longer and and birth well, we rates being better and and in poverty and all that. There but a lot faster. Yeah, but it turns out uh, the other the other interesting stat it was that there was uh, uh, there was actually a COVID uptick in the birth rate. So people were concerned that folks would be home COVID uh, kind of, you know, getting sick of each other and all that sort of stuff. But according to Trevor Noah, nah, we was fucking. Yeah, it's a good stress reliever. Right. <laughs> That's what was happening. It was a baby bump. Wow. Somebody was like, this is the most unsexy time. And I'm like, it's not about sexy. It's about stress relief. It's like, not what else sexy. do we have to do? Right. It's not about sexy. It's about sex. <laughs> it's just- exactly. Ain't nobody got time for the sexiness. Man. Do it. Wow. But did that rise to the level of being pleasing to God? Something rose. Oh, no, we're not. We're not. I'm not. Nope. (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Do not touch the devil there, Brian. So, all right, but Go but ahead. no, no. In in all in all seriousness, though, right? Isn't that God's mandate? Be fruitful and multiply. So, therefore, it's the first commandment, right? Exactly. So, yeah. that is not the first commandment. <laughs> yeah, it really isn't. I am the Lord your God. Do not have any other gods it, before me. It's the first one that appears in Scripture. Okay, let's move on. Chap, first chapter. <laughs> all right. That's not. Okay. It's not one of the ten. I think it's I think not one of the. It's not. Okay. No, of course not. But yeah. it is the first one. No, no. There are seven yeah. billion. Oh, but when when one Bible, says like, the first commandment, when one uses the words commandment, exactly. We're, like we're, we're referring you can't to the ten. Say it that way. <laughs> right. But I'm not wrong. Directive. You got to say directive. You got to say directive. Yes. Directive. Yes. yes. First instructions to humans were. <laughs> Have a good time, friends. Have a go bone. Go bone. <laughs> All right. So we have another theological take here. This one from a little different viewpoint. Uh, this is from uh, Reverend Mark Sandlin, a Presbyterian USA minister, I believe. And he says, stop trying to be, quote, who God created you to be. That's not just bad theology. It's uninspiring fatalism. Strive to be who you want to become. That's not only good theology. It's hopeful self-determination. So he doesn't like the phrase, be who God created you to be. I love that language. Feels like, feels like I'm joining the Marines, the holy, you know, the end. The angel, be all the that angel. you can be. Be yeah. all that you can be. The, the angelic In the Army Marines. Reserves. <laughs> the angel reserves. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So why do you like the phrase, Shannon? And why do you think he's reacting against it? I mean, I see it like I, I, I read his point. Um, uh, uh, Sorry, my son needs to be picked up. Um, for uh, me, the sorry, you, you want me to jump in? Go ahead. You, the, yeah, go the ahead. Who, who God created you to be speaks a little bit too much of predeterminism for me. And I, I do not subscribe to that. And then it goes into that whole thing of like, am I answering God's call? And 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 rather and rather than put your attention on, you know, to go back to the previous question, doing good in the world, you are busy wasting a lot of time trying to find out if you are answering God's call. Is this what God wants of me? Is this my my sacred 
answer am I answering my my sacred call? You're doing a hundred uh, spiritual you, gift surveys. Yeah, you, you, you know, my spiritual gifts. Exactly. All that nonsense. Right. And and you you become you become distracted. It, it's about for me, that speaks about I'm I'm trying to be right in my holiness as opposed to I'm just trying to do good and be holy. I OK, so. um I feel think wonder. <laughs> mm. Um I'm not I mean I, I'm not saying that you have to be attached to this language or anything. Like there's no have to here. I think one of the things that has inspired me about this is that that to me this is about an essence of who I am. Mm-hmm. And that there are th- that that what is dangerous to me is that there are parts of me who make there there are there is me that makes me me that people have tried to change for themselves i have certainly done a lot of work on myself but that there is a, like an essence of self that is just who i am yeah and who god made you to be and and my language would be who i was created to be by god right right and so to live into that would be a very positive affirming thing for me i like for me this would risk a little bit on like if you are gender fluid in some way if you are right like that there's this language here Mm. that you know that there is there is an essence of who we are and i don't want to lose that i mean i i have carried children in my womb that had a personality before they were born right and there is so there is just something about who we are that that was like before the world had a chance to taint them in their original sin right there's something something, innate there's something innate thank you language is really hard around this but um now whether you say god created you to do that or not that is language i like right that i like Like I am living more into who God has created me to be. Um, I feel more myself now than I have in, I've, I've spent a long time trying to get here, you know? Yeah. And I think he's reacting against someone who uses this language as a way to limit. And he's saying, don't be limited, yeah. right? Like be strive to be who you want to become, which I think all three of us would say, yes, of course, strive to be who you can be. But, but you're saying, Shannon, you don't have to reject the God language in that, if that's, you know, so let's, I I did a, um, excuse me. I did an inventory recently on conflict to see what my conflict style was. Ooh. Yeah. It was really great. I, um, this retreat that I was just at for my, the new firm that I'm joining, like we were talking about this and, um, my conflict style is cooperating, which means like, I'm going to keep the conversation going and see if we can find some kind of not, not necessarily compromising, but can we cooperate together through this? Right. I thought it was keep the conversation going till you wore me down. So there, there, that's a danger of it. Right. If we can just keep going, you'll see my side. Right. Um, (laughs) The The common ground is that I'm actually right. Is that I'm right. And you're, the you're common ground is my ground. <laughs> no, no, no. There's another style for that, to be honest. But my, like, but, you know, one of the things that we were commenting 
is that like, and one of my sheet was like, you should lean into avoiding more. Like you should learn to kind of let things play out before you jump in, you know, some things like that, because I want to resolve it very, very quickly. And I want to do, but that is, that is like work on myself that I've done, you know, over time. And, and we were discussing that as like, as our gender, as our race, like how we've been shifted by the world to become a style. And Mm -hmm. when in this language, I'm like, I'm not an, like what I think who God created to me to be language, that's not an inventory style, right? That's not about an Enneagram number. That's not about, this is about like my innate sense, Yeah. yeah, right? Of like, just who I am as this person, you know, as this personality. And, and, and I, I was going to say, I was going to say a thing and then I realized, Oh wait, that's what she's saying too. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a distinction from that essence part that created me to be and the, who I want to become. Right. 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 They're, they're one, they're one and the same because, because yes. ultimately if I'm, if I'm in a healthy space, who I'm trying to become is the out picturing of, of my essence. Yes. yes so that's it's, been it's, my striving all this time. Yeah, right. It's been one of the same. Surround myself with people who want me to be that, who aren't asking me to be other than that. And, and yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you can't be everything. So it's actually helpful to be like, there are some things innate to who I am that I can lean into more in a good way to bring more life to the world and, and to be more fulfilled personally. Yeah. And yeah, there was another thought and it went away. And it's okay to say, you know what? My gifts aren't X, Y, and Z. And I don't, and I can let that go. So the the caveat I'll add to that is, so I had a, I had a dear friend who, um, he was young and we were all young. We were all in seminary. And he would say, I mean, I'm an asshole, but I know I'm an asshole. And I'm like, but that still makes you an asshole. And yeah. like, in fact, because you know of, you, you're aware of it, it actually makes, it makes worse. you- more of an asshole makes it worse (laughs) like so it's that i mean i think that is a little bit of what this is kind of fighting against of like but i don't think you were created to be an asshole right like i i think there's a well the world kind of told you that was okay or well yes yes and there's the extreme where where we do have they have realized that that you know people who are i don't want psychotic is not the word i want uh like like serial killers people who lack yeah have sociopath. no sociopath there's the word right, right. like that th- like they're the traits of that are showing up at like two and three years old right so yeah. so there is there is again that like all right well using using this languages is their essence to be a sociopath and what do we do with that <laughs> Yeah, you know. exactly. That, mm. It's the what do we do with that? That's really hard. That's. I mm. think. I think. I think we should like have like a Lord of the Flies type situation and find an island. Oh yeah, but God, they're the up. ones that are gonna kill everybody. <laughs> Survival of the fittest, man. They will. They will work it out amongst themselves. Did you guys see Yellow Jackets on Showtime? Oh my God, you have to watch that show. <laughs> That shows so much TV. off the sheet. I watch too much TV. Hey, hey, hey! It's my essence. Man. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, like, I don't have time it's, it's, for all of this. Also, speaking of sociopaths, have you seen The Patient on Hulu? With on, no, I, on there's no way I can watch that. So good. 
on my list. On did my you list. watch? Um, did you? Uh, what was the one with? Um, uh, Will Ferrell and, and Paul Rudd. Yes. Oh, yes. Also good. That so good. one was like I was like oh, I don't. When the patient came out, I was like, "There's no, I can't do another one of those. I just don't think I can do another." <laughs> it's one very of different, those. actually, but I'm sure it is. But I was yeah. like, "This is this whole therapist manip." Like, I just I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, it's both easier and harder to watch. Like it's just yeah. different. So yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we just came through another election uh, season. Um, briefly, how do election results impact your hope and outlook for the future? And what role does your faith play in terms of your hope for the future? I think I think the last time we talked about this, uh, wasn't, wasn't I the one who was like a little hopeful? I was the one who was like, you know... Things might be dire, but I, I I'm a little optimistic about this. And I was that like, doesn't sound like you, Ogan. <laughs> maybe it was the other podcast I was on. Maybe. I forget. I, I, so. I confuse I confused the two. No, I mean um, I think you said don't confuse like short term frustration for long term progress. Yeah. Yes, something along those something along those lines. Um, I was I was really I think like most people who are progressive like us, we were happy with these results. Like we were at first I was like celebrating. I was like, let's not celebrate too early. This is, you know, they could still win both house and Senate um, when the day's done. But for me, I think um, a lot of these smaller victories were adding up to big ones. Like the amount of like, you know, uh, trans openly trans and gay people who were elected to higher office, the, the, the states that had abortion rights on the ballot and decided they were going to protect them. I mean, yeah. like, you know, Michigan, fucking fully Democrat now. Like for the first time right? in 40 years. <laughs> so is Maryland. I mean, like Well, like, Maryland's been Democrat forever, but like But, but we didn't we didn't have a Democratic governor. We had a sensible yeah. moderate Republican right. one. But but you know, so so it's like First black I, governor of Maryland, which exactly. is surprising, but yes. nonetheless, you know. Um also depressing the third elected black governor in the history of this country <laughs> that's more depressing for me well um, also the most women as governors ever ex exactly exactly both both uh and, you know first time democrat and republican women um uh, elected but but i think i think for me it was a clear sign it was a clear sign that um re regardless of where the majority of people were falling on the political spectrum most of them would say most of them decided to say we got to wheel in the crazy a little yeah. bit like you know it's it we we can you know we can kick up a fuss about these absurdity of the culture wars and so on but we can't let this country fall in to the full craziness the full madness even arizona <laughs> said we gotta put a stop right we gotta we gotta, we gotta wheel this in right somewhere. draw a line somewhere exactly and i think that's what uh, absurdity we really I think that's our show title. Y'all use your Z's like absurd. Am, am I too generous? Absurd, but it was so absurd. The absurdity abs, absurdity of it the all. Absurdity. Absurd. 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 Sir. Absurd. Like Aaron Burr, sir. <laughs> the absurdity. Uh yeah. So 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 I think I, I love it. 
So that gave me that gave me hope. Does it does it mean that we're all ready to you know hold hands and kumbaya into you know progressive? Yeah. Uh, no. You know, no, we're 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 not there. But at least we're clear that most of us are like, no, we're not we're not going to descend into madness right now. And that that gave me that gave me hope that at least there's going to be some semblance where you know back to our, back to the the middle ground conversation, right? That at some point we're we're going to find a place beyond the crazy where we can still maybe all get back to connecting and talking and and conversing again you cannot overturn a 50-year law that the majority of americans by far agree with yeah and not have this backlash yeah like in my wildest dreams i wanted to believe that And now that like, and I'm not saying it's fully sweeping or whatever, Uh, like white women still by far voted for Trump candidates. Like I will never understand that, but there it is. I mean, especially white married women. I I intellectually understand that. They're the reason Stacey Abrams is not governor. They are the reason Stacey Abrams is not governor. And this ridiculous man might be, but nonetheless, like, so, and yet is there hope? I Yes, but I hold it very lightly. I hold it very lightly. I'll be really honest about that. Yeah, because I, I guess that's the question. You know, even if the results had been the opposite of what you wanted, we may have listeners who feel disappointed in the outcome. Some are, are sure. hopeful, some are relieved. Or feel that it didn't go far enough. You know, whatever disappointment. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Like like how how does your sort of your, your religious faith uh, perspective like ground you when it feels like you're not seeing your values play out in the wider world so this is where that jeremiah 29 which often gets so use, misused is actually really helpful for me right so like i come to give you a future with hope and like i and it begins with like that whole i know i know the plans that i have made for you blah 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 but like the end of it is like i come to give you a future with hope and so I I may not personally be able to get there, but like I will live into that, that there is a future with hope, that that there isn't a choice for me but to look to the future with hope. Like I still have to do that. And not yeah. everybody's and what, there. Not and what about when there. you, like I was driving my kids to school the other morning, listening to NPR and they were talking about the rate at which glaciers are melting in Greenland and like, we're very close to a point of no return. And, you know, it just can like, even just thinking about that issue alone can, if you dive deeply into it can feel like, Oh my gosh, like our world is going to be profoundly different in 50 years. And we're not doing enough to alter that. It's hard to, hard to find hope. And well, at the same time though, because because there was a repudiation of the crazy of the extreme crazy it does give me hope you know because because even even now are you are you going to have um republicans screaming for we got to do something about climate change no but it's only the crazy of the craziest ones that are out there still denying it's a thing right right so 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 even even uh, those who may have one point for political convenience would say it's a hoax, even now they're realizing that, hey, you know, 
all our all our riverbeds are drying up, all our lakes are drying up, all our wells are drying up. Uh, we got year after year, year of drought. We got these. I mean, nobody knows this better than farmers, us. right? Like, right, right. So, vote so at, red. So, but right. So at least there's at least they can no longer deny yeah. these real things happening. And corporations and, realizing, hey, it's not good for the bottom line if this earth isn't inhabitable and, you know. Whatever, get whatever gets into the table. And we're all <laughs> dead. Yeah, no, not so good for your money. <laughs> right. Right. But I mean, right. I and I also think this recession like has had an impact on that as well, right? Like we can't survive like this anymore. And yeah. there's yeah. there's a shift finally happening, whether or not it's enough, whether or not, you know, whatever, but there is a shift finally happening. I would argue that the worst of the worst, though, that one just point in this, the worst of the worst are not the people still denying that the worst of the worst are the people saying, yeah, it's real, but it's a good thing. Oh my God. That Those are the people that I'm like, okay, no, you, you don't need, you, gonna, you don't I get to talk that. anymore. Who's You're done. saying that? Oh, <laughs> it's like a whole movement of like, no, 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 climate change is real, but look, we have snow in places we never have before. So you can build a ski resort. Or you have, you know, they're, I mean, it's, they're dumb, Brian, they're dumb. Oh. And, and you got the ultra religious dumb folks who are like, yeah, these are signs of the end times. These are signs of the end times, which is what we yeah. wanted. We've been which praying what we for want. this. Exactly. Absurd. Exactly. It's absurd. Exactly. With a Z. <laughs> the absurdity of it all. The yes. absurdity. The absurdity. Uh, by now, in the all way, fairness, Brian <laughs> said it in the beginning before he had a drink. Ogan started saying it in the end when he had uh, had a beer in him. <laughs> well, he needed Very some of that big. Banks beer. I need, I need, that- I need, to, I need the Banks <laughs> to knock me into the water. Um, the uh, on on face on Facebook, apparently we are being watched by, and it looks like, it looks like a legit group, the Talented Youth Community Fellowship Uganda, which is a black trans-led inclusive fellowship community in awesome kampala uganda so uh shout out to you guys for tuning yeah, in yeah welcome, welcome. for giving us a holler fantastic well thank you friends for tuning into pub theology live you can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on patreon get access to pre and post show banter and more Visit patreon.com slash ptlive to get started. And a big thank you to our current patrons. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Our top cities this week are Helsinki again, Finland, uh, Durham, North Carolina, and Columbus, Ohio. Watch us live Tuesdays on Facebook around 1 p.m. Today is uh, Wednesday and it's 4.30. (laughs) Creative Theology. We nailed it. (laughs) We nailed that. We were a little late. Find our creative pub theology in your town. Learn more at pubtheology.com. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Sounds like I'm, um, a, I'm out of beer. Show's done. Out of beer. Show's done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> I met a friend or somebody who knows you. Let me rephrase. Me or her name is you. She's in Grand Rapids. Um. Awesome. But anyway, so she he has no idea who that is. He has no idea who she is. (laughs) 
Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. she she's one of the partners in the firm that I'm joining. She's oh, like, oh, awesome. I know Brian. 